right, welcome into the show, everybody. Hope everyone out there is having a fantastic day. I know that I am. I am sipping on some Dunkin' iced coffee, pumpkin flavor. Pumpkin is back, ladies and gentlemen. Spread the news, the greatest coffee flavor of all time is back on the streets. I would definitely recommend going and getting some. And um, I'm curious to hear the best coffee flavors that everyone else enjoys because pumpkin for me is always number one. I literally ask every Dunkin' that I'm at, no matter what time of year, if they have pumpkin because I love pumpkin. But let me know. Let me know because I'm definitely curious. But in other news, football. Football is back tonight. The preseason is starting up Thursday. Uh, Very exciting. Any football is football at this point, and we get to see some of the starters, we get to see some of the rookies, we get to see some of the backups, some of the guys that um, we like, you know, potentially as sleepers, or even as high draft picks, you know, like Najee Harris or uh, Rashad Bateman, Jamar Chase. We don't know if those guys are going to be playing preseason week one, but at the very least, we get to see them in action at some point during the preseason, which is always good. Today's lineup. All right, on today's show, we are going to be talking about some news and notes and what has gone on recently in the NFL universe the last couple of days. We're also going to be discussing my early NFL team power rankings, 1 through 32. I went ahead and numbered them. A couple surprises. And then I have seven super deep sleepers, ADP past 120, that I really think you guys should be targeting in those late rounds because finding a gem like... James Robinson, you know, James Conner that year that he took over for Le'Veon Bell, Pat Mahomes the year that he was a rookie, I grabbed him off waivers in a couple leagues. Those are what make the difference in the long run. You know, finding top five, top 10 guys in the double digit rounds are is just absolutely massive and it can win you your league without hesitation, especially if you draft correctly earlier on. News and notes from around the league. News and notes from around the league, Dak Prescott is expected to have another MRI on that shoulder. It is giving him trouble. He's expected ready for week one, but this is definitely one to keep an eye on. It's not affecting my Zeke status or stock or belief at the moment, but I would definitely keep an eye on that until Dak Prescott is fully back and ready to go. Ravens rookie Rashad Bateman, who has been incredibly impressive at minicamp, He is week-to-week currently with an injury. I didn't see the video, but someone on Twitter had said that it looked pretty bad. So I would say just keep an eye out on that. I mean, obviously not a a high pick, but definitely in dynasty leagues. And a name to know, at least for the double-digit rounds, too. He's week-to-week. Trey Lance, according to Kyle Shanahan, will play this season. Uh, No duh. I think that he is better than Jimmy G at the moment. At least that's what the videos and the reporters out there for the San Francisco beat suggests apparently he is tearing it up i expect to see trey lance you know before the draft process i would have said that trey lance probably wouldn't play in 2021 but i now you know things change things are very fluent especially this time of year trey lance i think will play by week four week five because i'm not a believer in jimmy garoppolo Allen robinson has a hamstring injury soft tissue injuries definitely tend to linger keep an eye out for that one Um, I'm not moving him down or up anywhere in rankings, but um, hamstring injuries can be very tricky. Zach Moss also has a hamstring injury, but has apparently looked like the best back in Buffalo. Gross. I don't want anything to do with the Buffalo backfield. Um, But if Zach Moss is available in the double-digit rounds, you can do worse. So now we're going to talk some team power rankings. Uh, 
We're going to go 32 to 1. I'll give a little brief expo on each team. And we could talk. We could discuss. If you agree, disagree, let me know. 32, I think the consensus consensus around the league is that the Detroit Lions will probably be the worst team in football this upcoming season. They are talent depleted at every position outside of maybe running back. Um, the receiving core is absolutely terrible. Tyrell Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, who I believe is hurt as well, and I don't even know the other guys' names. Uh, DeAndre Swift is the only fantasy-relevant line that I want this year. Jared Goff, I'm not a believer in, and that defense has been bad since uh, the beginning of time. So uh, Detroit Lions at 32-31. The Texans, a lot of variability with the Texans because if Deshaun Watson plays, I'm not going to say that they're going to be anything more than maybe a wild card team. Another team that's kind of talent depleted, but Deshaun Watson can take a team over the edge. He led the league in passing last year. We know how good he is, but the Texans, I think that they're going to be another tough watch, especially if Deshaun Watson is not playing football. The New York Jets at 30. A lot of reasons to be excited. Uh, I know a lot of Jets fans. You know, the Connecticut area has a ton of Jets fans. Um, my brother included so many friends. A lot of people are hyped. I, I, I'm excited for them, but I think that their ceiling is probably six wins. Their talent is just not there either as a team, but they are on the right track. I do believe that. Number 29, Carolina Panthers. Really explosive offense, and this is a team that I can see moving up quickly from this rank. I just remember last year, and they weren't very good. Sam Darnold, we have to see it because he can also tend to be not great. Um, so yeah, Carolina at 29, 28, the Eagles. I'm not a believer in Jalen Hurts, but the revamped receiving core with Devontae Smith, who is now hurt, but hopefully he gets back. He gets healthy. Uh, Miles Sanders has another year under his belt, brand new coach. You know, that culture can turn around quickly. Obviously we don't know any of these teams until we see them play a few games on the field, but Right now, I have the Eagles at 28, 27, the Atlanta Falcons. That defense was bad last year. I don't expect it to improve. Julio left. Julio's out the door, but um, adding a player like Kyle Pitts is special. Adding Mike Davis is good. Um, Matt Ryan's getting to that age where we can start to see quarterbacks fall off a little bit, and that does concern me. Um, that's why I have the Falcons at 27. We just need to see it first. 26, the Raiders. I think that the Raiders can honestly be bad this year, like really bad. I'm not a believer in John Gruden. I don't think that he has any idea what he's doing. The Las Vegas Raiders last year actually had a decent line, and they made it like their mission to just tear it apart this offseason. It didn't make any sense to me. Uh, the receiving core is terrible. John Brown, Henry Ruggs. Byron Edwards getting a lot of hype at training camp. Give me a break, yawn. I, I don't think that the Raiders are going to be good this year. I Derek Carr is an okay quarterback, but John Gruden just has no clue what he's doing. 25, the Broncos. Talk about a team that has everything but a quarterback. If you plugged a top 10 quarterback onto that team, I think that you might have a top 10 team because that roster is loaded and ready to go outside of that position. It's just Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke are absolutely awful. 24, the Giants. Again, not a believer in Daniel Jones, but... I think overall the Giants last year took a giant step forward. No pun intended. Their defense is a lot better than it's been in years past. Offensive line is still questionable. They get Saquon back, added Kenny Galladay. Two guys that are often injured but when healthy are some of the best at their position, some of the best in the world. So it's looking up for New York. I think that the Giants are going to be better than a bottom five team, which is what they've been often in the last five, ten years. 23, the Jaguars revamped. 
Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, a lot of exciting new faces and names on the Jaguars. I have them up at 23 just because I think that they're going to put it together in the sense that they're not going to be a one, two or three win team. I think that they'll get six or seven at least this year. A lot of young talent, a lot of reasons to be excited as a Jaguars fan. I mean, there's just no, no ifs, ands, or buts. And then Tim Tebow, obviously. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, the Jaguars are going to be, I think, decent. They're not going to be number one pick bad like they were last year um, when they begin to actually tank and throw games. But <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, they did the right thing, though. They ended up with Trevor Lawrence. Look where that got the Jets. <clears throat> All right. 22, the Cincinnati Bengals. Their offensive line historically, I mean, especially the last 10 years, has just been their absolute downfall. Um, they had a defense a while back in the, the early 2010s that was really stout. Um, I remember Vontez Perfect was basically the dirtiest player in football, but one of the best middle linebackers. They had a lot of talent on those teams, you know, prime A.J. Green, Andy Dalton was okay. Uh, Gio Bernard in his prime was good. But, you know, those days are, are long gone. Um, I think that the Bengals' defense is still bad. I think the O-line is still bad. Joe Burrow coming off the injury is definitely a question mark. You know, all the reports out of camp, when you see negativity out of camp, that's what makes you take notice because the beat reporters are supposed to be pumping these guys up when they look good. So negativity always makes you take notice. And all the reports right now are that the Bengals' offense is really struggling. You wonder if the Jamar Chase pick over Panay Sewell was the right move. I mean, it's obviously early. We haven't played a single snap of even preseason football for most of these teams. But definitely some question marks with the Bengals. I just have them up at 22 because I think that their talent, especially on the offensive side, the offensive skill players, is up there with some of the best in the NFL. Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Hard to, hard to beat that. I think that there's only five or six teams that have better cores than that. So... I think that the Bengals go as far and as high as those individuals take them this year. Number 21, the Chicago Bears. Obviously one of the best defenses consistently in the last 5, 10 years. Their downfall has always been that their offense can never pick up a first down. Um, I remember watching last year, the Bears played an unbelievable defensive game in the playoffs against the Saints and still lost by like three touchdowns because Mitchell Trubisky just could not get it going. <laughs> I mean, I remember visibly watching the Bears defenders just be so frustrated. You know, they would have an exceptional, um, you know, field goal series where they force the Saints to kick a field goal and the Saints miss a field goal and then Mitch Trubisky just comes back on the field and just throws a pick and the Bears defense is right back on there. They have wasted prime championship level defense on horrendous quarterback play for years I think Justin Fields changed that changes that and I think that um up at 21 um a lot of variability we just need to see it from the offensive side of the football obviously Andy Dalton is not the answer David Montgomery is okay Allen Robinson is good but he's banged up a lot of a lot of variability with the Bears but they are not a bottom dwelling team I'll say that much number 20 the Colts Another team with a lot of variability. Carson Wentz obviously hurt. Uh, Quentin Nelson hurt. Phillip Rivers last year helped this team win a lot of games. They almost beat Buffalo in the playoffs in the wild card round. That game came down to the final minute. And I think that the Colts are there when it comes to talent. Um, I think that they could use another alpha wide receiver one. I'm not a huge believer in Michael Pittman, but that running back room is good. If Wentz is back and healthy, 
That defense is good too. Darius Leonard, obviously the best or one of the best middle linebackers in the game. Um, I think that the Colts can definitely make some noise and they could easily move up. Number 19, Washington football team, a playoff team from a year ago, a seven and nine playoff team from a year ago. Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, Fitztragic, which one are we going to get? Washington football team this year just screams like 500. And I know that you can't go 500 with 17 games, but they scream nine and eight, eight and nine. Don't know if that wins the division this year, this time around. I think that the Cowboys have that locked up, but they're going to be good. Number 18, the Patriots. It's a beautiful thing to have the Patriots down at 18 after watching their dominance for the first 20 years of my life. Um, Overpaid this offseason. Their offense last year was absolutely putrid. They literally would hold the ball every single play for 40 seconds and milk the clock. It was no fun for fantasy. No fun to watch even as a fan of the game, and I am, as a diehard Dolphins fan, I do not like the New England Patriots. I think that Bill Belichick is the GOAT, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Uh, love both of those guys, but it, when it comes to like the team itself, I just cannot stand the New England Patriots. I think that they're going to be bad this year. Borderline wildcard team, and it is a beautiful thing to see that the dynasty is officially over. Number 17, New Orleans Saints. I think that this is another team that can really be bad, um, and we're not we're not used to it yet. The Saints have been so dominant and so good. The last five, ten years definitely should have won a Super Bowl in that stretch. Got really robbed. I can't even imagine what being a Saints fan is like. But Drew Brees out the door. Michael Thomas, that situation, something is not right there. Alvin Kamara, the one lone bright spot. That defense lost a lot. And if it's Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, I just don't see how you get super excited for a Saints team that does not have the talent that it's had in years past. I think that the Saints can be one of the worst teams in football, and people just don't realize it yet. Number 16, the Los Angeles Chargers. New coaching staff, new regime. Obviously one of the best rookie quarterbacks that we've seen in a while. And Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler's back. Keenan Allen is back. The Chargers have a lot to be excited about. Derwin James is back. Joey Bosa is one of the best in the game on the defensive side of the football. The Chargers are going to be good. Borderline wildcard team for sure. Playing a weak division outside of the Chiefs. Obviously, they have the Raiders and Broncos. Uh, four total games. I expect them to obviously win those games. You know, we don't know. We haven't seen the teams, but um, just spitballing. I think that the Chargers are going to be in good position to at least make a run at a wild card spot if Justin Herbert steps up his game even more. Number fifteen, the Steelers. Another team where I can see them just going five and twelve or twelve and five, and I wouldn't be surprised at either. You know, the pros for the Steelers: Big Ben's back, presumably healthy. Another loaded loaded receiving core and they have the best running back prospect from this past year's draft a lot of star talent on the defensive side of the football too with Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt two all pros TJ Watt was in the running for defensive player of the year for the NFL last year had an exceptional year but then the bad is that Big Ben might be done and the Steelers offensive line has some leaky leaky holes so if they went 12-5, and five, I wouldn't be surprised. If they went 5-12, and 12, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll have to see. Number 14, Dallas Cowboys. I think that Dak returning is huge. I expect that defense to be much better this year. And I think that the Cowboys play in the weakest division in football. We'll feast. Zeke's back. Looking good. Hard knocks. Didn't get to check it out yet, but I definitely want to watch it. So I like the Cowboys at 14. Number 13, Minnesota Vikings. Another team that really wasn't putting it together last year. Obviously had a receiver with 
maybe the best rookie season ever. That offensive firepower is legit. It's real. And I expect the Vikings defense to be improved under Coach Zimmer. That's what he stresses. That's what he loves. And I think that the Vikings up at 13 is definitely reasonable. Uh, number 12, the 49ers. This is a team, I mean, talk about just injured last year. They were injured up and down the board. I expect the 49ers to fully bounce back, and it would not surprise me at all if by week three, week four, we are calling them a top 10 team. The only thing that they are missing, truthfully, is a quarterback. They have talent everywhere else. They have arguably one of the best coaches in the game, and they are going to get it done. That division is ridiculous. Um, the Seahawks, Niners, Rams, and Cardinals. I mean, are you kidding? One of those teams has to come in fourth place. None of those teams are a fourth place divisional team, but that is just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, yeah, that division is absolutely loaded. Number 11, the Tennessee Titans. Never a believer in Ryan Tannehill. But maybe the most loaded skills room in football Derrick Henry Julio Jones AJ Brown are you kidding me I mean <laughs> the the Titans basically had to simplify their offense to make sure that Ryan Tannehill did what he's supposed to do they went full Sean McVay Jared Goff you know first read super easy get the ball out quick make sure that Tannehill doesn't do what Tannehill does which is turn the ball over when he's not super micromanaged but I will say they've been one of the best teams in football. I don't think that they have what it takes to win the whole thing. I don't think that they have the quarterback to win the whole thing, but they will definitely be a playoff team this year. That's what I expect nonetheless. Number 10, Arizona Cardinals. I'm a believer in Kyler Murray. I definitely have my concerns, but they added a lot of talent this offseason. I'm buying into the hype of the Cardinals. But if I had to say there's one team in the top 12 right now that could easily fall out that could I could see just bottoming out especially because that division is so hard I think that it's the Cardinals number nine my Miami Dolphins an aggressive rank here I think that the Dolphins are going to absolutely take the next step this season slam dunk book it I expect them to go to the AFC championship game I know that's bold but I'm just totally bought in Tua is going to take that next step that defense is legit. The skills players are loaded. Offensive line definitely gives me some queasy feelings. That is for sure. But I really like the Dolphins this year. And I like them to win the AFC East. Number eight, the Cleveland Browns. Again, one of the most loaded offenses in football. I feel like I say that for a lot of these teams. But truthfully, two of the best running backs in the game. Two of the best receivers we think in the game. The best slot receiver and then Odell, of course, been a couple years, man. Been a couple years. His first three seasons in the league was absolutely electric. We just need to see it again. Um, but I think that we do this year. I think that Odell has a good year. Number seven, the Buffalo Bills. A little lower. A little lower than consensus on the Buffalo Bills. I think that defense takes a step back. The running game is not improved. And I think that Josh Allen regresses just a little bit. I really do. Um, I think that the Bills are going to take a step back. I definitely think that they are still a playoff team for sure. But, you know, this AFC Championship potential Super Bowl run, I just don't see it in the cards this year. I really don't. Number six, Baltimore Ravens, best rushing offense in NFL history over these last two seasons. 
Lamar is the MVP. J.K. Dobbins takes a step forward. They are solid all the way around. That receiving core just needs to get a little bit better. Sammy Watkins has looked electric. Sammy Watkins, every single time this year, apparently looks like the best receiver in football. We have to see it first. He is always hurt. Um, I'm not really buying into the receivers for the Ravens, but obviously their offense is one of the few rushing offenses in the NFL or one of the few offenses in the NFL that is so keen on the running game. Number five, Seattle Seahawks. Please let Russell Wilson cook the best deep ball throw in the league. Let him cook. Let him cook. Stop running the football when you're down seven. I digress. I think that the Seahawks are going to be another team that is really good and and ready to roll this year. Obviously, there was some offseason drama with Russell Wilson, but I expect that to definitely subside and the Seahawks to be back and ready to go. Number four, the Green Bay Packers, another soap opera filled offseason. I mean, my goodness, every single time in May and June that you were refreshing your feed, it feels like there was some new news about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and their um, eventual imminent divorce, but he is back. He is ready to roll. The Packers are loaded best receiver in the game best quarterback in the game arguably of course arguably but i think that the packers with aaron jones back hopefully the defense gets a little better and they can take that next step forward all with one more year under their belt i really like the packers a lot this year number three another team that i'm very very high on unfortunately cam Akers went down but i still think that the los angeles rams are going to be a force to be reckoned with. They are my Super Bowl pick this year. I think that they win the whole thing. McVay and Stafford is a recipe for success. Way better than Jared Goff. No weaknesses on this team that I see. At least, I, I mean, running back maybe now that Cam Akers is gone. But my goodness, they are absolutely loaded. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, two of the top five best defensive players in football on the same side of the ball. Are you kidding me? The Rams are loaded. I think they take the cake this year. That's just my early prediction, though. Number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Every single starter returning. First time it's ever happened. I think that the Bucs are loaded. Nothing more to be said. They are loaded. I just don't see them going back to back. And then number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think we all know how good the Kansas City Chiefs are when they play a football game. So that was my team power rankings, 1 to 32. Uh, let me know if you agree, disagree, where you disagree, and if you have big disagreements or big agreements definitely let me know obviously the dolphins at nine are an aggressive rank i'm a huge dolphins fan i'm very biased i know that's fine uh let me know in the comments all right seven deep sleepers adp after 120 like i said number one marvin jones current adp 131 he has the sixth most touchdown receptions since 2019 did you know that the sixth most not the best name but a guy that's going in the 14th round and will give you consistent wide receiver two production. I think every single team could use a Marvin Jones. Number two, Trey Lance, ADP 144. We see some rookie quarterbacks, or at least guys in their first season starting, come in and absolutely light it up. We saw Dak Prescott do it. We saw Justin Herbert do it. We saw Pat Mahomes do it. And Trey Lance is in an offense with a quarterback, or I'm sorry, with a coach that knows what he's doing. The offense is loaded with talent. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. The line is good. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Trey Sermon at running back. I mean, they are they are loaded. And Trey Lance, if he comes in and he plays right, there's no reason that he can't be a top 10 fantasy quarterback in the right situation. Number three, Deshaun Watson, current ADP 148, the NFL league leader in passing yards last year. We know how bad Houston's going to be. If Deshaun Watson somehow plays, he's worth a late 15th round pick. 15th round pick. You can literally get a top five quarterback if he plays in the 15th round of your draft. Are you kidding? 
take Deshaun Watson, take the flyer, definitely draft a quarterback before him. I'm not saying go into week one with Deshaun Watson as your starter, but a bench stash? I mean, why not? He might play this year. There's no denying that. Number four, another Texan. Gross. Philip Lindsay at 157. I think that he is the most talented running back in that backfield. People forget that two years ago he was a pro bowler. Um, and I just don't see a lot of competition there. I mean, Rex, Burkhead, uh, Mark Ingram, and David Johnson. I am not going to confidently tell you that any of those running backs are better than the other, but I think that Philip Lindsay is worth the price you pay, a late 16th round pick, literally free, free in your drafts, and you can just stash him at a position that is the thinnest I've ever seen it. I've never seen running back this thin, and you might have a starting running back on your hands who is really good. He gets hurt a lot, but he is good when healthy. Number five, Tariq Cohen, another guy that gets hurt a lot, but is really good when healthy. Uh, ADP is 174. That's free. That is literally free. Um, And I am of the controversial opinion that Tariq Cohen is a better player than David Montgomery. I don't believe David Montgomery is good at football. I think that he gets 500,000 touches and somehow makes it work. Tariq Cohen, when he's on the field, one of the best pass-catching backs in the game. I'm not saying that he's going to win you your league, but he could for sure return RB2 upside. And at that ADP, another guy that is just free. Another guy, another running back in the late round. That is free. Number six, Gio Bernard. We know Tom Brady loves to dump the ball off. He did it for years in New England. Now reports out of campers that Gio Bernard is catching a ton of passes out of the backfield. And I don't see Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette as patch catching backs. I've never seen it. I don't see it now. And I think that Gio Bernard, at least in PPR formats, could have a nice running back to flex floor worth the free pick at the end. And then number seven, Sammy Watkins. Mentioned him earlier. Looks like... Calvin Johnson in camp, like he always does. Give me a break. Um, But the number one receiver in an offense is the number one receiver in an offense. Marquise Hollywood Brown is currently hurt right now. Rashad Bateman is hurt. And for the free price, free 99, Sammy Watkins, uh, he was a top five pick for a reason. You know, I I don't think that he's going to be a league winner by any means. But um, when he was healthy last year, he was a solid flex play. Solid. And I don't see any reason why that can't continue in Baltimore. And that's all she wrote, folks. All right. That is going to do it on the show today. We did some power rankings. We did some super deep sleepers. And we are another day closer to football. Preseason officially kicks off tonight. I don't count the Hall of Fame game. Um, I thank you guys so much for listening. New shows almost every day. Going to keep pumping out the content. And I appreciate you guys. Watch some football. Watch the guys play football. It's been a while. It's a beautiful thing. See you guys in the next one. Take care.